Hey, Real Nerds listeners, your favorite host, Ryan, here to remind you that social media is great. How great is it? There's many ways you can find the Real Nerds on social media. You can download us on iTunes. You can listen to us streaming on Stitcher Radio. You can call us 720-6Nerds5. Aw, man, our website is so cool. You can visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You want to leave some fan mail? Oh, that's so easy, realnerds at gmail.com. Twitter, we got it, at real underscore nerds. You can even like us on Facebook. Thank you so much, and hey, enjoy the show. Welcome to Real Nerds at Denver Comic-Con 2015. We hope you enjoy the following interview. Hi, I'm Ryan at Denver Comic-Con 2015, and I'm with the amazing Marguerite Bennett. Hi, Marguerite. How are Hi, you? I'm great. It's a pleasure to you be know, here. You know, I was first introduced to you because I'm a huge Barbara Gordon fan. Hey. And, uh, I, you know, your Batgirl 30 mm-hmm. is maybe the coolest single issue of Batgirl ever. Thank you. Because it's a, no, thank you. Because uh-huh. it takes a totally different mm-hmm. turn yeah. from what you're... Because Batgirl mm-hmm. was, like, dark, mm-hmm. but this is, you know, the cult and Nightmare Man, yeah, and uh-huh. it was just so cool. So how do ideas like that come to you mm-hmm. for Batgirl, because it's not normally what she's involved in? Yeah, um, that was actually, you know, it was a, sort of an interesting uh, path that that story took, because um, when I first sort of auditioned and went through uh, my formal hiring process at DC, uh, one of the things that they wanted to see was, you know, how quickly could I come up with, uh, with plot and script and how could I work with editors and with an art team. And so I wrote sort of an inventory issue for Batgirl, and that became sort of, you know, the framework uh, for the story that we ultimately ran. Um, and, you know, it was sort of peculiar because it just happened to come, you know, after uh, Forever Evil. And so, you know, we had this, like, enormous, you know, crunch with, like, the loss of Nightwing. Um, and so it was, you know, trying to, you know, weave together these three stories, you know, uh, with, with Barbara Gordon and equate, you know, this this fear and this grief with being, you know, sort of, like, locked in your mind, you know, having these cyclical patterns of thought, cyclical ha- patterns of behavior as you sort of, like, lose yourself in your grief and in your depression. And so we, you know, constructed that with this house, you know, of this thing um, that, you know, feeling it's, in, it's invading your mind. So, you know, way like the Midnight Man was representative of that grief and that depression of hunting her through this trapped space and how she wound up overcoming it and processing her grief and, you know, being able to move on and continue with her heroics. So, is Batgirl your favorite DC hero? Because she's mine. <laughs> I adore her. Kate Kane actually takes the cake. Really? Uh, I'm a Barbara Gordon fan, but hey, that's all right. She's tremendous. And uh, you also wrote the Zero Year yes, Batgirl. Uh-huh. Yep. So, was that kind of fun because it's a little more freeing on what you could do with the story? You know, it was terrifying because, like, I'm such a huge Gail Simone fan. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I, I mean, one of the whole reasons that I'm here is because, you know, I grew up on her stories and, you know, it was like, she can do it, like, one day I'll be able to also. Um, you know, and so, you know, I went back through, you know, all the issues that she had written and it was sort of like, you know, it was so funny looking at the way that my, my trades were sort of like pin cushions with yeah. notes. Like, okay, you know, here's this detail here, here's this detail here. You know, how do we build, you know, an origin story that's worthy of Barbara? Uh, or not an origin story, but this moment, um, you know, of, like, that came before the cowl. Uh, where she could discover this ability within herself, um, you know. So it was, it was, 
a lot of pressure, but a lot of fun. <laughs> no, I mean, it fit right into that mm -hmm. arc, though, because, yeah, you know, it, it's always scary, mm -hmm. uh, but also cool what DC is doing is they mm -hmm. always kind of do a month where they do something different. Yes, uh -huh. But it come, came right in the middle of mm -hmm. Wanted. Yeah. Uh -huh. And so you're like, oh, uh, what's going to happen with her brother? And yeah. then you get a cool little backstory uh -huh. with it as well. Oh, so it fit uh, in very well. I'm really glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, and uh, sorry, I totally skipped over because I was so excited to talk about no Batgirl. Uh -huh. um, tell us you know, a little bit about yourself and why you love comics. Oh, sure. <laughs> um, well, I first fell in love with comics because of Batman the Animated Series when I was five oh, years old, actually. <laughs> he did it. I cried. I did Kevin Conroy's oh. panel last oh, year. Oh, goodness. And when he introduced himself, he says, hi, Ryan. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. No. My heart, like, skipped a beat. I wouldn't have been able to say <laughs> I know, right? I wouldn't have been able to meet his eyes, Lord. <laughs> um, no, I just, I completely fell in love with this, in, you know, this dark, entrancing world. I mean, so much of... Uh, you know, the animation that we give to children is so scrubbed and sanitized and brightly colored, and there was this element of danger that was just completely thrilling, um, that just sort of really captured my imagination. And, you know, sort of like a, the funny detail in all this is the fact that I wildly misinterpreted what Batman was about for the first yeah. year that I was watching that <laughs> series. Um, just from, you know, just the opening, uh, like, 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 uh, the opening credits, um, you know, just this, this rich noir world, uh, just seeing Batman for the first time, you know, how intimidating and how ferocious he looked, um, the tactics that he used, I assumed he was a villain. I assumed he was a villain who was atoning for his past misdeeds by rounding up all the other villains, that, you know, he was really no better than they, uh, but that he had this crisis of conscience. I have no idea where exactly I got this idea. Um, but that just, you know, sort of informed my outlook on the character for probably the following year um, before I actually saw, like, you know, an episode that dealt with, like, the murder of the Waynes. <laughs> so I started out uh, my career in comics with misbegotten five-year-old fan fiction. <laughs> and that's okay. So is it is it hard for a young lady like yourself to break into comics, or is it more open now? Um, you know, there's it depends on how you're measuring it, frankly. Um, you know, like the, the, the rampant um, institutionalized sexism, you know, of, of previous decades has, you know, peeled back a lot of ways. However, you know, with the, the uptick in social media, it exposes you to a different kind of sexism and a different kind of misogyny. Um, so it's, it's sort of difficult to evaluate, you know, if it's gotten better or worse. You know, in, I want to say 1987, there were 13 female creatives working with DC when they launched the New 52. There was Gail Simone and Nicola. Um, and so it, it changes, you know, and it goes up and down and back and forth in different ways. And I just try to remember that, you know, if we want to strive for a form of equality within this art, within this community, it's going to take active concentration, active determination. You know, you think about where women's rights were in the 20s, you know, where they detained suffrage, where they were leaving the house, you know, smoking, dancing, cutting their hair, um, you know, becoming artists, becoming composers, um, having a freedom to explore their sexuality, and then you see where they were in the 50s, you know, that all those freedoms were snatched away and stripped away one by one until they were turned back, you know, into these domestic accessories. Um, or you look at things that happen um, more quickly, you know, like the Iranian Revolution, where we had um, women doctors, women lawyers, you know, women with this great sense of freedom. And then, you know, due to the regime change, those rights went away. But you can't just passively assume that there's going to be improvement. It's going to take the intense labor of this entire community um, to be able to make uh, 
a better world for our dollars. And, and do you think, I think it's kind of sad that we live in a world like that where, uh, like, I didn't even know you were a female writer until I opened up the book mm-hmm. and I was reading and I was like, wow, she really, un- <laughs> the author really understands Batgirl. <laughs> And then I went back and I flipped back and I'm like, oh, it's not even Gail Simone, it's oh. another female. <laughs> and so that's, uh, and I think too, with social media, it's scary because it gives amenity to someone mm-hmm. being mm-hmm. not nice to you. And yeah. I hope you don't get that because your comments are wonderful. Oh, and, bless. <laughs> and so, if they don't know what they're talking about, but let's shift to the stuff sure. you're working on. Uh-huh. Um, so DC Bombshells. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm really excited about this one because... It seems like it's inspired by the radical covers yes. that, um, that everybody has. Uh-huh. And see, I'll also show you that I'm not, you know, lying to you. Look, that's my wallet. <laughs> my wallet Wonderful. is Batgirl. Wonderful. As Bombshell. Mm-hmm. So how did that come about, and uh, what's the story? And- oh, goodness. Um, so, you know, Aunt Lucia did these phenomenal covers, you know, for uh, the variants that uh, they ran last year. And, you know, we had these, these just, you know, gorgeous, um, you know, statues and collectibles and, you know, and shirts and wallets and everything else. And so I made no secret of, you know, how enchanted I was by this art. And, you know, just like, it just really captured my imagination. And so when DC started, you know, to to the idea of, you know, maybe, you know, this could become like a proper series, uh, Jim Chadwick, our wonderful editor, approached me, you know, and I could not say fast, like, say yes fast enough. I mean, it was just, you know, I was over the moon when he approached me for it. Um, and from there, you know, we've been working since last September, and so we're creating this complete alternate history World War II with the conceit uh, that the, the, the heroines came first. Like, the very first page of our very first issue um, has, uh, you know, like this this young, well-dressed couple, like, out with their little boy, um, you know, for a night stroll, and, you know, you can see them, like, going towards a movie theater. You see that the movie theater, the poster, has is Zorro, and, you know, you see a shape, you know, coming from the shadows behind them, and this gangster, you know, pops out with a Tommy gun, We've got like you know this bombastic uh, announcer going over, and it's like you know suddenly from the shadows, and you know then Batwoman crashes down and prevents the murder of the Waynes, prevents the creation of Batman, and with that we sweep this complete new timeline that goes in place where the heroines came first, the heroines define the century. None of them are derivative from their male counterparts, um, and how the DC universe changes because of that. Um, and so with, uh, with how the publication style is going to work, if you're familiar with Injustice, um, is that every Wednesday you're going to have a 10-page story. And on the last Wednesday of the month, it's going to be collected um, in a full like 30-page print version. And um, so each of our 10-page stories are going to focus on a different heroine. So our first is Batwoman, our second is Wonder Woman, our third is Supergirl. Um, and from there we're going to, you know, to expand the other heroines. And we wanted to make sure that this was a series that could appeal to everyone. So with Batwoman, it's this action-adventure story. With Wonder Woman, it's a war story. With Supergirl, it's a propaganda film. With Mira, um, it's a romance. With Hawkgirl, it's this Indiana Jones, you know, style. Um, and uh, with, with Vixen, it's a rebellion. Uh, with Catwoman, it's a heist. Um, with uh, Tana, it's a hammer film. And, you know, so we wanted to create, you know, uh, uh, this complete and authentic world through all these different genres, through the art and the media uh, that were being used in that era. So how exciting uh-huh. is it to write that, though? <laughs> Because I can I can feel your excitement. I'm getting super excited about it yes. because I love I love I the characters. So and when I read that uh-huh. you were writing it, I was like, oh my god, it's like meant. It's I am meant to so be. happy. I mean, like I really am. Like you know, so the, the, there's it's so easy to become resentful of, of things in comics, despite the fact that you know we, we work in such a wonderful art form, a wonderful community. But this is like one of the things that I can say with a clear conscience has been such a joy, and I cannot be you know like. Be grateful enough that I get this opportunity. 
Marguerite, thanks for taking time to talk to me Absolutely. today. It's such an honor, it it's really a pleasure. is. Are, are you here tomorrow? I am. Uh -huh. Cool. I'm gonna bring my Batgirls for you to sign oh, because definitely. I'm gonna be all nerdy again. <laughs> I appreciate the time, and you're wonderful, and I'm so glad you're I got to kind. meet you. Uh -huh. And good luck on Bombshells. I can't I wait really to read it. it. I can't wait Thank to share you. it with the world. <laughs> That's Bless. awesome. Uh -huh. Thank you for listening to this exclusive Real Nerds interview at Denver Comic Con 2015, and we'll see you next year. Visit our website, realnerdspodcast.com. You can tweet us at real underscore nerds. You can email us even, realnerds at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Hey, stream us on Stitcher. You want to call us? 720-6Nerds5. And download us on iTunes. Just search Real Nerds. Thank you, Joe Kempter, for the wonderful voiceover. And also, Spark Mandrill, for the wonderful late-night jazz-smooth sounds of movies. You can find them on SoundCloud. This has been a Nebulous Visions production.